So welcome everybody for the Love of Books podcast. We are your host, Cindy, uh, Cindy and myself, Lucy. Yeah, so this time, Cindy, it was your choice to select this episode's read and stuff. So introduce us to um, the book and why did you select it? Yes, so the book is um, Dave Grohl's uh, book, which is like his self, I guess, biography. Um and I was going through a list, and if you if you guys don't know, Dave Grohl is a drummer, or I'm sorry, he's a musician, uh, best known to be the drummer from the band Nirvana, and uh, of course the lead um, singer guitarist from the Foo Fighters. Um, and I just discovered it because, of course, um, Hoopla does give you like books you might like. And as we read, you know, books from other um, artists, um, <clears throat> uh, this one kind of came up and I didn't know he had a book out. Um, and I saw it. And like I said, I've always been a huge fan of, of him, of his work. I just think he's always been very creative. And he's been in obviously two big bands. I mean, he's been in countless um, bands, but uh, two main, two successful bands that I grew up listening to that are very close to my heart. Um, got me through my teenage angst years. So <laughs> I, um, so I said, so I sent it to uh, to Lucy, and she said, yeah, because you know uh, I can. You know, I know Lucy um, in high school, we, you know, out of the many things that we did bond for music was one of the things. So, um, (laughs) so uh, that's how we came about um, reading and discovering this book. I know. Can you believe it that we started off listening to, you know, uh, rock alternative in high school obviously Nirvana being um, one of them obviously it was short-lived because of tragedy but then he went on to you know um, find and perform for food fighters and stuff so and that continued on too with us so we started young listening to his music and now that we're mature you know <laughs> um, and he's written a book so we're like in our book stages. I'm like, do you still listen to his music like occasionally or? I, yes, I occasionally okay. do listen to my CDs. If you guys don't know what a CD is, <laughs> it's like a round thing that you insert and plays music. Um, but yeah, I do still listen to my CDs. Um, although I have to say I haven't listened to to their music for maybe all of last year just because the car that i got doesn't have a cd player and i thought all cars still had cd players and (laughs) i was getting ready to put a cd in and you know get into the groove of my feelings and i was like where's the cd player on this car and i i almost cried to be honest because i was like Like, how did I miss this? I just automatically thought like, oh, they're still making them, but they're not because everything you can connect to Bluetooth. So they got rid of that. But um, but in reading this book, I did just went to Spotify and added Nirvana, Foo Fighters and Queen of the Stone Age to a playlist. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to them. But 
uh, funny enough, um, it's it, like you were saying, like we started listening to this, you know, when we were so young and they were like, you know, in like at the height of their careers um, and or they were popular. Right. That's when they yeah. came out. You know, everybody knows who they are. Um, but it's weird how when you listen to the music back then, you listen to everything, to the lyrics, to and a lot of the times you really, you know, you can connect to it. Some songs you can. But I feel like when I listen to them now, it brings back like good memories. And it kind of always makes me feel silly because I'm always like, I was so dumb as a teenager, like. <laughs> the things that I thought, the things that like put me down, the things that, you know, I thought were the end of the world just seem like so silly to me now. Um, but it is it's a wonderful like feeling to listen to their to their music, because even though you can still connect to it, but you're at a level where it doesn't like, you know, it's it's it doesn't hit the same, I guess, because you're out of that phase. Yeah. And now you know how to deal with stuff a little bit better. So now I feel like I can really enjoy their music for what for what it is like. I can really just like, this is nice. His voice is really nice to listen to. Um, the beat, like now I'm listening to their songs in a different way than I was back then. So yes, reading this or listening to this book, um, I really did get back to, oh, to both <laughs> Nirvana and the Foo Fighters. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I have to agree that um, once I started this book, oh, hell yeah, you know, yeah. like you wrote a book. <laughs> let's hear um, to every autobiography or biography of, you know, a potential musician, actor. You know, I mean, we've done uh, comedian uh, biographies yeah. and reviewed them here on this podcast but you know I don't jump into all of them you know you have to have a special you know place in 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 me in order for me to you know want to indulge in your life and stuff but I gotta admit that you know his his participation in the 90s 2000s you know rock you know, I feel like that was a golden age, at least for us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everybody everybody says the same, you know, there's a there's an era where you really were into everything that was coming out was the best. And I feel that the late 90s, early 2000s, before 2010, oh my, those, I feel like were like age, golden age rock. And obviously that includes Nirvana and Foo Fighters. So, mm -hmm. and he was, both part of it. So going back to the book, um, you know, I did also, um, what did you think about it though? Like, you know, obviously stepping aside his, his music, you know, because we've yeah. only listened to his music. This is actually his biography I, from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, how did you think about it? I, I love the book to be honest with you. I, I think Dave Grohl is a person that to me seems nice genuine um and down to earth and his yes. book just confirmed it for me um like his book to me was so lighthearted, even though he talks about all these things that happened um but i i loved it yeah. was an easy listen i i love hearing more of his inside of his side of how he saw things um i like that 
you know, like any musician, you know, they partied and everything. But I like that he really didn't focus on that. And one of the things that, to me, he did seem like a geeky kid that was like, always when something happened, he always would think twice before doing it. Like he was raced right, you know? That's the kind of person that he always came off as to me. Um, and that's what he came off of in his book. Like, I wasn't wrong. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's really, I think, even if you do read it, it's a lie read. Um, I enjoyed it from start to end. He did make me laugh, like, more than a few times. And, yes. um, and I just, I, I loved his perspective of, of his life. Like, I think it's something where he actually learned and he evolved from everything. He just, he wasn't just stuck like this happened to me and I'm stuck here. Like, it wasn't like a, what is it? Um, I don't know if you guys will remember, but like the VH, VH1 behind, behind the band kind of tragedy thing. I, I like it because his life is very positive. And like I said, it, it, to me, it seemed like he went through stuff, he learned from it, and he, you know, overcame it. And I love, love, love hearing about his passion for music, how everything came up. And I think it's one of those things where when you know that that someone's meant for something, he's like the definition of it. Because just hearing how, how he came about music and all these, like, great opportunities that he's gotten over his lifetime it's like you can you can think of coincidence but when something's meant to happen for someone it's just meant to happen for someone like him you know with his first band like touring continuing on the same uh, perspective that you were doing um mm -hmm. regarding the book and stuff i'm like absolutely this man it him telling his story like he was destined to uh now i can't say he was destined he even he didn't think that he was destined to rock yeah. out and you know and be like a like a rock star type thing but he wanted to play he wanted to be a musician he wanted to play in a band or you know collaborate and stuff he wanted to explore that and you know um dropping out at 17 giving that opportunity yeah and stuff you know he ended up doing it and even though I feel that um, maybe several artists also have done the same thing, you know, they haven't completed, uh, some of them have gone to complete, you know, education and type sort, you know, go through that whole thing. And some of them didn't. Um, and what was touching about the story was, you know, he, his mom plays, you know, his family yeah. plays a, a part in it. He's always yeah. bringing up his mom, his sister, you know, them living together in Virginia and stuff. Um, I, I gotta admit there were occasions in this book okay these milestones within this book that really made me like damn you know like out of like this involvement this crazy world that rock stardom is like there is moments where it's human it's it's like nice moments and obviously mm -hmm. he cherishes them and I was like kind of like oh that's nice you know, one of them would be when he took the, he was going to take the, the job to for Scream, um, yeah. the band, 
and he told his mom that you know I'm dropping out and I'm gonna go on tour with them and stuff like yeah. that. And I love what his mom told him. Okay, yeah, you know, like other moms, and I know your mom, Cindy. Yeah. I can just imagine if your daughter told you that she's gonna go on tour when she's yeah. 17 years old and stuff. But his mom told him this. All she told him, at least that's what he says. Yeah, is, is that you know you better be good. Yeah, <laughs> you better be good. Yeah, like, oh, if you're if you're gonna make this life changing thing, then you better you know you better yes. make it happen. I I love you know what I think it is about this book is that his heart is always family first. Like yeah, yeah he has a passion for music, but you can feel it all throughout the book. Like him coming back to Virginia, him buying a home, him like it's always it always comes back to home. And I do, I do like that. Like I, I can resonate that. Like I can, um, I think that's what makes him also feel so down to earth because his first love is family and home. And, and that's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's very sweet. And you know what? I didn't realize that Nirvana was only out for like about three years, maybe four. Yes. I who I thought they were like, and even now because I haven't really like, you know, like yeah, I know facts about you know these two bands because once again, when I was young, I was really into them, but I didn't realize that that's really like how much time they were really a band or he was with this band. I in my head I just assume because I mean this whole Kurt Cobain thing and Nirvana kind of even kept going into like the 90s and like all of the 90s all of like almost the 2000s so it just kind of it kind of was like wait three years like what is he talking about um and it kind of like went back to like doing my little research and I was like oh wow like legit like this whole tragic side of Kurt Cobain like really spiraled and escalated extremely fast oh Um, absolutely yeah and it it just it you know it kind of blew my mom when he when when he mentioned three years and then you know I I like that he he was just kind of like well I'm always going to be known as a driver, as a driver, as a drummer from Nirvana. But you know what? With all his music, all that he's done, I think to true fans, he was part of that band. But I think even now, because Nirvana, I guess it was such a long, uh, like a long time and they were together for a little time. I think that when you when you think Dave Grohl, you think, oh, the Foo Fighters. I think he's done a very good job at separating himself from that in a way but I do get him that for the most part he will always be a member of that band and I like how he does embrace it well yeah like you know it's amazing how like stardom you know after he quit scream um you know playing for them just because Mm -hmm. the the band itself was going to some you know uneasiness one band member kept going off yeah yeah they were you know they were kept canceling shows and stuff I'm like this is not a way to sustain ourselves you know the money wise so when the opportunity came for him to audition and play with Nirvana obviously he took it but like you know Nirvana was already in the grudge scene and then when that is the um um music video hit MTV at midnight and stuff 
that just shot him. They went from zero to 60 immediately. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was saying, like, whoa, we were rock stars, you know? Yeah. And in, in that short time that they were up there, you know, I guess they didn't fandom that they would be this big on them. And, you know, he he even expressed that he was tired, you know, like just crazy nights off and on and stuff. And even though he did drugs, you know, and he drank and, you know, he rocked on, he partied and stuff. Um, and you could say he was sort of in a sound mind and healthy body sense. His other band members, and obviously, you know, uh, the prime example, Kirk, um, was he he couldn't make it. So he felt sad when the end that, you know, he kept going through these, you know, mm-hmm. misses that he would overdose. But, you know, they'll get him to the hospital and he'll be good and stuff. And he even personally said that, you know, I tried to, you know, brace myself when that call will come in. And, you know, it, it got me a little teary when he said that, you know, that third time he actually read it, you know, heard it on the news and he was expecting a, a second call saying, no, he's fine and stuff, but nothing came. And then he realized, yeah. oh, you know, oh, shit, he's, my, gone. This is real. Yeah. He's, he's gone, you know, and he's and Kurt wasn't the only, you know, death that he was experiencing. He also experienced the, the death of his, you know, strange father that he, you know, pushed to the side because he was conservative his father had his um, um plans for him but obviously he didn't follow on his dad's plans they were divorced so he wasn't presently there and stuff but he ended up seeing him on his deathbed you know encountering that death also um the death of his uh best friend that was um i think in 2016 um you know and that was he was saying my my first real hard death was Kurt, you know, yeah. the second one was his buddy in 2016. And even though I went through this, it didn't, imp- I, I wasn't prepared to let another friend yeah. go and stuff, yeah. you know, so he's gone through hits and that's why he keeps going back to what he's familiar, even though yeah. like, everybody would say like, oh my God, LA, you're living the life and stuff. He didn't like it. He didn't like Seattle either, you know? Yeah, so, I, I can't, I, I don't think, I mean, don't come for me, but I don't think I would like Seattle. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know what? I, I, it was funny because I'm, re- as I'm, I was, I was reading this book, all I kept thinking is the recent death of his other close friend that he does mention on this book. Yes. Um, I was kind of like, oh, that must suck. Like, that must have really hit home for him because they've known each other forever yeah middle school and and, and younger you know he will be yeah. reminiscing about the times that they were like you know go out biking and fishing and mm-hmm. and you know get into mischief and stuff and i'm all like oh sounds like god cindy, cindy when we're talking about our high school years <laughs> i know it's it was just weird because you know, hearing him talk about like old times, I know we're younger than him, but I was just like, oh my God, I know what he, I know that feeling. I know what he's talking about old times. Yes, exactly. See, that's what I'm, oh, seriously, man, when you, when you re- re- recommended this book, I'm like, okay, I'm reliving back my, you know, yeah. my middle school and high school <laughs> years. And I'm like, this is where I, Cindy and I met, yes. we bonded over music. <laughs> And stuff, and I'm all like, you know, 
and he's reminiscing about the old times and then looking at his present, you know, like he has a family, he has two girls. We even got a glimpse of his saying that his daughter wanted to play drums and he's like, what? Drums? You want to play drums? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's all saying like, this is genetics, you know, like they were, they were born to play an instrument, you know, and he's talking fondly about his two daughters, two daughters that want to embrace being musicians, you know, from his dad. And I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Look, it's passing on. And I'm like, that's where we're at. Like you said, he's older than us, I think by 10, less than 15 years. Yeah. But, but you know, um, think back at, you know, reminiscing about old times and nostalgic and stuff. And I'm like, uh, we got little ones too. Yeah. <laughs> and them grow up. So we're like, oh, it's hitting that nostalgic bone right there. Yes, it is very much so. But I mean, I love this book. I would recommend this book oh, to highly, anybody. Yes. I, I like, I, like I said, it, it could have gone like more into detail, like in a not so light way, but he kept it positive. He's funny. He's relatable. He's very down to earth. Um, and I, he doesn't throw names because I'm pretty sure he could have thrown more names yeah. out there in this book, mm -hmm. but he didn't. And I really appreciated that. I think he really hit to the moments that probably meant meant a lot to him. I don't know, but I, I did like him with the audio um, in between parts. You do hear music. Um, he does um, do that with music. So uh, just, you know, kind of expect that with the audio. And he is the one reading the book. So it, it kind of connects you more to him. Um I've always loved his voice, so I was I was excited that he was the one reading the book. Um, but it, it makes it. I think he, I think why I like that he read the book is because you can feel the emotion as he's kind of reading through through certain um f certain oh, memories, oh. yeah, that he's doing. And I think the best thing, um in that book that kind of made me laugh is about his wallet. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which it's like, wow, that's, how does that happen? And that is really like, I, that's to me, that was like, wow. Like that was like a wow moment. And I, I think I would have, you know, been like, oh crap. Like, okay. Like <laughs> in so many years afterwards. Um, but I, I, would 100% recommend this book. I personally loved it. I would give it a five out of a five. Um, and I would definitely purchase this book. Oh, definitely. Same thing. I feel like people who grew up like we did, listening to his music will appreciate his autobiography. Highly recommend it. 4.5 stars and stuff. Now, new people who may, like, you know, it's old music. It's back in the 90s, 80s, you know, grunge and stuff. You don't have grunge no more, or at least I know. Like, <laughs> the basic version of it. It may be evolved and stuff, but I'm talking like to the newer audience and stuff. I feel that if um, you could do either or. Nirvana. Yes, exactly. exactly. No. That's what I was about to say. Listen to Nirvana, listen to Foo Fighters. Listen to his book because he is like um, Cindy mentioned. He's the narrator and stuff. I think 
you will discover something that you may have liked, but it was a basic version mm-hmm. of it, or you'll discover like something new that is not present at the moment. I, I think that you will you will embrace this type of rock, you know? So I, I highly recommend it to his fans or his non-fans, but I feel you may become his fans. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. So go, go to your go to your phones. Yes. Go to Spotify or Pandora and just, just like type Cindy it did. Okay. She put yeah. her CDs in. She went to Spotify. <laughs> For the older generation, cars don't come <laughs> equipped with CD players anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as soon as I finish this book, oh my God, I've been rocking to my rock playlist this yes. whole week. So I was in the mood. This man brought me back to my 90s rock. So. I appreciate the recommendation, Cindy. It brought back so much. Um, and I enjoy that we were on this voyage, you know, reading it together yeah. and discussing it. So <laughs> I think this is one of the best episodes we've done discussing a book, just because it has so much. Yes, yes. Yeah. It definitely, this book, this book um, really made me happy. Like I said, when I, yeah. I think, I think because, now you're like I'm in a different place. I yeah. really can enjoy all the songs and all the music and all the you know genius yeah, like in it in a different way in a better way. So, but I would one hundred percent recommend everybody to go if you don't know who Dave Girl is or you don't know any of the bands that he's been in. Go ahead and research him. I think you might connect with one or more of the bands that he's been in the songs you know stuff that he's created um but for sure look up Foo Fighters look up Nirvana and you know listen to them I I think they will change (laughs) your life yes I think it will even if it just adds more songs to your potential playlist or you become a, a, a long term fan like us but you know, in the years to come, I think yeah. it's a good journey. So, well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode, uh, Cindy. I'm gonna let you sign us off. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for listening for the Love of Books uh, podcast. Um, I'm Cindy, and this is Lucy. Uh, see you guys next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.